I love jingles. What's your favorite one? Uh, God, don't put me on the spot now. Probably um, uh, plug it in, plug it in. Oh, that's that's a good one. It's a simple one, but it's one I get caught in my head all the time. I think I still have a really soft spot for Century Three Chevrolet, Chevrolet Lebanon Church Road, Pittsburgh. Minutes from the mall. Yeah, that's a local favorite. Classic. So, hey, guess what? Welcome to That Sick, everybody. I guess I'm the host. Yes. You are. You are. You better be because I did research. I did so. research, too. I, I slacked <laughs> off, so I'm glad. <laughs> I totally slacked off. Uh, I'm having one of those, like, do you ever have one of those clumsy days where you just feel like everything you do is like you break everything? Yeah. The last 36 years of my life. <laughs> I'm having one of those today. It's so rough. Uh, so I'm so glad that I just get to sit back and not work. But uh, yeah, welcome. My name is Heather. I'm here with JB. And Justine. Hey, it's That Sick, the podcast where we talk about all of the uh, disgusting stuff that you're not so secretly fascinated with, and we definitely are as well. So should we talk about what the sickest thing of the week is this week? I think we have some this week, we, right? We, some bad stuff happened this week. Yeah. Justine, I know you have something. Nope. Not no. to me. Only nope. good Not stuff. to me. Oh, only good stuff? I mean, I can't remember any bad stuff, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I had um I had another adventures in uh leftovers. No. Oh. oh, it was it was particularly heinous. Okay. All right. So, I bought this canned wine a few weeks ago. This is but my refrigerator smelled strangely sweet recently. Mm. And, you know, whatever. I'm a lazy ass. So I was just like, oh, fridge smells gross. Yeah. And I was like, it's probably the wine that's open in there. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go about my life. And then I saw a Tupperware container. We all know where this goes. Yeah. I couldn't remember what was in it. <sighs> and I opened it up and it's a turkey leg from Thanksgiving. <laughs> and it's so gross and moldy. It has like white fuzz on the top of it. Oh, my God. And so immediately pushed that to the back to go immediately in the trash for trash day today. Yeah, yeah. And then I went to go make myself some scrambled eggies. And I went to put some some cheese on my scrambled eggies. And I reached into my my bag of shredded Gouda. And it's all fucking green. And this was like one after another. I was like, oh, I'm really fucking failing at adulthood right now. You know, it's so hard to gauge when you're going to use all this food and it's so hard to like not let food go to waste like when you're a single person too living uh, by yourself it's like impossible it really is it's it's almost impossible to eat most food before it goes bad like i feel like i don't think i've ever finished a package of shredded cheese it always Ever. gets moldy. This was the greenest it because I I actually just started sprinkling without looking because I was like, <laughs> oh, surely no. this cheese will be fine. And I was like, oh god, that's not the right color. And I started like scooping it out of my partially cooked eggs, and it was a whole. Oh dear, it was a whole oh, thing. No, oh, no. Do you test your Do you test your eggs before you cook them to make sure they're still okay to eat? No, is that a thing you should do? You can well, you can float them in water. If they float, they're bad. Yeah, if they float, they're bad. Because they have too much, like, gas in them or whatever. Yeah, so basically a really fresh egg will lie on its side at the bottom of, like, a like a glass of water. I use, like, a measure, a pirate's yeah. measuring cup. And then if it's, like, older but still fine to eat, it'll, like, kind of stand up on one end but still be, like, touching the bottom. And then it floats if it's bad. But I do that because eggs actually are good way longer than I yeah, think they are. Yeah, they're like, a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, even, like, like, the date on the carton, you can still eat it past that. But that's why I test them because I'll have eggs in my fridge for like fucking ever. And Same. so I have to like test them first. Oh, I live that guest on life. I, I eat so many eggs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Then you're probably fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low carb eating. I'm just constantly eating eggs and hard boiled eggs. Well, that's pretty gross. But uh, yeah. I so can, what you got? What I, I have. Um, the grossest thing of the week that I have is I'm everybody knows that if you know me, you know that I'm into like the Oscar race. And, mm-hmm. and the movies that with the prestige, quote unquote, prestige movies that come out toward the end of the year. So I'm trying to get caught up on, on watching all of them. And I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood today. And it was just like, it's my sickest thing of the week in a bad way. Because like, it was just so unnecessary and pointless and long and bloated. And like, so many minutes were devoted to like, dirty feet. <laughs> 
And you're like, literally? Yeah, like Quentin Tarantino is shameless at this point. I mean, whatever, you're going to have a foot fetish, that's fine. But like, oh, God, like every woman character, like they had close ups of her dirty ass feet, like every because they're all hippies. It's about like the Manson murders and stuff. Mm -hmm. It's the whole movie is so pointless. I don't want to spoil the end of it, but like, I really don't think you should watch it. I I think it's a waste of time. I think Quentin Tarantino has nothing original to say in that movie. Uh, <laughs> and I was disgusted by below the feet. But if you have a foot fetish, you should probably watch that movie. Yeah, I'm sure you'd be into it. Hmm. All right. So, yeah, that's my rant. Uh, and I just like to really jump in and know what this week we're going to talk about because i'm so excited to learn oh you're gonna love it you're gonna love it you're so definitely much. gonna love it yay Go ahead. do i get to reveal what it oh you were so then? excited so this is my idea and I'm just I'm so pleased with myself right now. I'm also going to say I have to go first and JB has to go second. OK, because okay. that's okay. just how that's just how the Home Alone movies work. <gasps> There's a one and a two. Oh, my God. Are you going to talk about Home Alone? Yes. So we are going to talk about uh, all the injuries that happened in Home Alone <laughs> and what would have happened to the burglars in real life. That's so funny because yeah. uh, they didn't even know this, but like I they walked in and I was watching Home Alone 2 because I just bought Disney yeah. Plus. It took every ounce of myself to not giggle or make a comment you just about it being appropriate. I sure did. Eating your chicky tendos. <laughs> So cash. I'm so cash. And you guys were sitting with this under your hat the whole time. The whole time. Yep. That is some self-control that I just, I can just, I just, I can only aspire to. I can only wish I could ever have that amount of self-control because. Aren't we good liars? Yeah. So I'm jealous because I'm a very bad liar. Oh, well, you're a Sagittarius. You're, you're honest to a fault. Yeah. So true. Meanwhile, I have a Gemini moon. It's just like second nature. Yeah. It turns it on and off for you whenever you want. <laughs> okay all right sweet so um yeah so after this we're i do want to i'm probably going to finish watching um home alone too yeah and, and now and then i'll be educated added knowledge and horrified yeah all right cool so justine take it away all right so i think it's safe to say that when you're watching home alone as a grown-up and i think we were talking about this last week because we watched home alone one last week yeah um tis the season it is for kevin McAllister. Pretty much all you can think about is how horrifically injured they would have been if they had been hit with all those booby traps in real life. Oh, my God. Because we were talking about that. Like we were having a conversation about, uh, I think, one scene in particular, the nail. (sighs) Yeah, we couldn't even watch it. It it, like if there's like a pain in my heart, like a stabbing pain that happens in my chest when I watch that scene. Like I couldn't watch it. I hid my face. Does anybody get that? I I hid my face. I just couldn't do it. So luckily for us, many, many, many publications over the years have interviewed various doctors and other trauma specialists to find out exactly what would have happened to these guys. And so JB and I are going to share all of the gruesome details. Um, I'm going to do one. JB is going to do two. And yeah. So before I jump in, uh, big props to Lauren Hansen at Mental Floss, Will Fulton at Thrillist, and Kevin Wong at Vice for getting medical professionals to watch Home Alone 1 and give their professional <laughs> medical opinions. So, yeah. And I'm going to go in order yeah. of the movie. And not all of the booby traps because a couple of them were really nothing. It was fine. Like, they would have been fine. So, BB gun to the groin and forehead. Stings a little. A BB gun shot at close range can break the skin and could possibly even get lodged into the body. But it wouldn't have been able to do any damage to Marv's skull. So at that point, he would have been, you know, hurt, but fine. Um, And as for the ball shot, uh, the BB probably wouldn't have been able to get through the fabric of Harry's pants, but still could cause severe damage to the testicle if it had been a direct hit. So this one was kind of like, eh, fine. It definitely potential Potential for damage, definitely painful, yes. It's definitely going to make you, like, grab your groin and fall over like he did. Like he did, yeah. So that was probably an accurate depiction, you know. Can I just say, I really love the slapstick performances by both Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern in these movies. Oh, fine work. Brilliant physical comedy, for sure. Next up, falling down the stairs. This is a common motif. So given, uh, I'm just going to cover all of it in one go. Yeah. Uh, So given their age, 
and the impact of each of the falls, they most likely would have gotten fucked up with herniated discs, tailbone bruising or fracture, multiple spinal fractures, broken limbs and ribs, serious deep tissue bruising, internal bleeding, and the tailbone damage alone would have rendered them pretty much immobile and they would have had to go to the ER after the first fall, let alone multiple falls. Oh, coccyx injuries. That's what I have. Yep. <laughs> That's going to last a long time. Yeah, it lasts forever. You can't like, you, there's nothing they can do about it. Like you can't put a whole like caster on your pelvis or anything. Like, so you just have to like, just have a crooked coccyx the rest of your life. And it hurts to sit down for long periods of time. That's so sad. It sucks. I have a very mild, like, um, effed up coccyx. Very mild. Like, I, I honestly haven't got it x-rayed, so I really don't honestly know the degree of it. But it's not as, I can deal with it. I mean, I'm tough, whatever. Pain don't hurt. But, you know, uh, what Marv and, and Harry would have got would have been, like, way worse. And over and over and over yeah. again. Yeah, over and, and over and over. And I just keep getting up. <laughs> I got mine from a roller derby injury. I fell. I'm on coccyx twice. I, don't know, I probably mentioned that before. Keep going. Anyway. Next, we have the infamous Iron to the Face. Ah. Uh, Classic. So based on estimates of the height the iron falls, which the uh, one medical professional estimated to be about 15 feet, and the weight of the iron, about four pounds, this booby trap would have caused a blowout fracture, which would have meant severe fractures to the bones around the eyes, significant disfigurement, likely a concussion, definitely black eyes, and possible double vision. So that would have like broken all the bones in his face. Yes. Essentially. Yep. He would have looked like he got punched in the face by like Muhammad Ali. Except worse. That's a that's a yeah. that's a very uh current reference. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very current. <laughs> I couldn't think of any other boxers. Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> also <laughs> current. <laughs> um oh, boy. Oh, we're sports fans. Yeah, sports fans. Sports. Was that guy uh it's all MMA now. I don't know any other names know. either. Ronda um, Rousey? Yeah, uh, Ronda Rousey. Not a guy, her. but an MMA fighter. So. Yeah, Ronda Rousey. Or UFC. I don't fucking know. It's like you got punched in the face by Ronda Rousey. That would hurt. That would hurt a lot. And your whole face, like your your nose. See, okay, so on the on the movie, it, he, they just have the comedic like outline of sure. stamping of the iron on his face. But in actuality, it would have like shattered his nose. Like he would have looked disgusting. There would have been blood Everywhere. Everywhere. Yep. <laughs> it was really very clean. Yeah, it was, clear. it was a clean hit. So we all know what comes after that. Remind me. Nail in the foot. Oh, God, oh, yeah. No. The aforementioned nail in the foot. Oh, God, terrible. <laughs> Fuck that. So I um, don't want it. No. Besides being incredibly painful, obviously, um, Marv could have experienced possible perforated fascia please explain what that means fascia is like the part of the muscle that kind of like it's like the there's the skin and then there's the fascia and then there's the muscle so it's kind of like membranous connective tissue that like lies on top of the muscle so just like like helps it connect into the bones and things like that yeah um tendon injuries and then infection and tetanus so we discussed this last week, actually, yes. a little bit when we were watching it, how, like, he puts his foot so deep. Right. Like, actually, I'm like, that's going to go beyond possible perforated fascia. It looks like it's going to hit bone. Yeah. It's so, like, he just, like, he goes all the way down to the step. That was, like, the full-ass nail. It was, it was like, Jesus nail. level. Jesus level puncture. Tis the season. Yikes. Tis well, the season to get punctured. Wrong <laughs> season. Whatever. It's Jesus season. <laughs> It's the reason happy, for the season it's is happy Jesus. Jesus season. Oh, okay. Come on. Not stigmata Jesus. Oh my God. You should know Catholic. Yeah. I just, when I see a nail going through skin, I just think of Jesus. Thank yeah. you, Catholic upbringing. Well, I got to clown you any chance I get about your Catholicism. I love clowning Catholicism. Anyway. So whenever he would take the, the, if any of us got stabbed with a nail, yeah, we would not let it to go in that far. No, I mean, I hope not. Because it's just like, you feel that stab and your brain is just like, oh. I mean, unless he was, unless he like was putting his foot down on the stair with such like velocity that he just did, that he just like the, like 
It's done for comedic effect. Right. I mean, I don't know. Let's not, we don't have to analyze it too much. Yeah. Plus, he's also gotten a lot of womp womps in the head. Yeah. So he might just be like, oh, yeah, he's oh, already yeah. concussed. So, oh, yeah, that's a good point. So, even in a best case scenario, there's almost no way that he would have been able to continue walking around on his injured foot after this. <laughs> Yet he do. Yes, yes, yes. He, he does. do. So, next we go back to Harry and the hot doorknob. Oh, classic. So, this one actually, um, this is a favorite one. I did a lot of research. I So the main three articles I referenced earlier were like where I got most of my information. But there are like a lot of actually like there's a video floating around of like people have actually like done this. They've used a barbecue lighter, an electric barbecue lighter and hung it on a doorknob and to see how long it takes to get the doorknob on the other side to turn glowing hot. And it turns out that it actually doesn't happen until like the door would combust before because there's not enough metal the that could transfer. Um, probably. But the doorknob inside does get glowing hot. Oh. After when you leave it for a while. Oh, so, so that's just a little bit of movie magic for you yeah. folks. Yeah. That one's fake. But that's interesting. I didn't know that that makes sense. Yeah. In order for the doorknob to glow like it does in the movie, uh, the metal would have to be heated to around 750 degrees Fahrenheit. Oh, Christ. So like I said, when they did it in the video, the indoor knob did get that hot, the one that was directly in contact with the element. The outside one didn't. Um, given how long Harry grabs onto the doorknob, he most likely would have gotten a bad infection from the resulting injury. His hand would possibly have had permanent changes in color. Yeah, third degree burn, right? Uh, you know, that was actually uh, not clear. There are some of the doctors were saying definitely third degree burn and other doctors are saying no, only second degree burn. So... It depends. On, I think yeah. it depends on how hard he gripped it, how yeah. long it he held it for. Either um, way, you're burned pretty badly yeah. and it could get infected. Yes. He would either have suffered from extreme tissue damage, preventing him from ever regaining 100 percent use of his hand or he would have lost his hand entirely. Ooh, and by yeah. lost, I'm guessing like would have required amputation. Yeah. 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 But instead, he just, you know, kept your, on going. Your tissue would on. die and your fingers would just turn black. And sometimes that, that shit, they just let it fall off. Oh, OK. Yeah. Wow. Man, you know, I hit my arm on the inside of an oven once, like, like a big <laughs> walk-in oven, and just touched it for a second. And that was enough to make me cry like a baby for like an hour. Aww. I believe it. My skin is still a different color. Wow. And that was not even that bad wow that sucks yeah oh god well that's and that's another thing like in real life like there's no way harry would have held on to the doorknob that long yeah he would have felt how hot it was before he even touched it like he wouldn't have even you can feel that he would have maybe grazed it accidentally there's no way the signal from like the heat the 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 like the pain to your brain would be like uh, like milliseconds like fractions of a second whereas like in the movie he's holding on to it it's like yeah (laughs) it was like several seconds long which is actually a long time when you think about it good job with the foley art right there (laughs) by the way my friend oh my god the virgo and i always talk about how we would like to be foley artists oh my god do it how are we gonna break into the industry (laughs) i don't need that now every every sound is digitized all right. Next one. Uh, a kind of lesser booby trap, but, um, you know, still pretty painful. The broken ornaments. Well, mm-hmm. the not broken ornaments that become broken when he steps on them. Marv goes through the window and steps on they're them. glass, right? Um, yes, they're glass. Uh, I Someone on the Internet, and I please forgive me, I don't remember where, so I can't credit this, but pointed out that this booby trap entirely relies on the fact that Marv has taken his shoes off. If he had his shoes on, then... Who cares if he's breaking ornaments? Like, it's not a booby trap. It's not really going to slow him down, which means that Kevin thought out the pranks. Like, he, like, he knew that he was going to go into the basement first and then end up getting his shoes pulled off by the tar. He's a sociopath. He's awful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At this point, I mean, yeah, completely. Just fucking call the police. What a awful brat. Maim. Anyway. Yeah. Ugh, he's a terrible child. So, anyway... (laughs) The broken glass lodging into bare feet would have quickly become unbearable to walk on and would have required an extensive amount of extraction. So not pleasant. So much glass in your peats that are already covered in tar. Oh, my God. That's so sick. Yeah. Like the the sticky, disgusting tar and glass. 
Ugh. Yeah. All right. Next up. Blowtorch to the head. Ah. That's another thing that Harry like endured way too long for comedic purposes. Oh my god. Way too long. It was like he was like (laughs) I mean, it was funny, but Oh yeah. For this one, he would have avoided more serious damage if he had immediately dodged away from the heat like a normal person would have done. And in that case, he probably only would have suffered second degree burns. Yeah. At most. But But since this is John Hughes movie. Instead, he did what he did, which for those of you who haven't seen the movie, which, wow. Well, maybe not. We might be young. Or, you know, maybe you don't live in America and it's not a Christmas classic where you are. Yeah, if you but are young now, you can have Disney Plus. Watch it. But yeah, so he he stands with this blowtorch flame burn, like just on his head for, I don't even, like how long? He just stands there. Like a solid 10 seconds. Yeah, it's like, it's like a long time. Longer than anyone would ever stand with any part of their body in fire. At this point when we were watching it, it was like, what? Like the adults that wrote this movie is just so absurd. And it was such a phenomenon. Like this movie came out what in like 94 or something. 90. No, yeah. 90. When it came out, it was like the biggest movie of all time. Oh, yeah. It was huge. huge. It was bigger. Well, Titanic had not come out, but it was like imagine it was like it was like Titanic. It was like, you know, mass. It was like Avengers Endgame. It was a cultural phenomenon. It was a cultural phenomenon, and it's absurd that it was so popular because it's it's like so like sadistically, cre- like disgusting. Like it's so yeah. creepy, the things that he does. This psychotic child does to these burglars. I don't know. It's the end of the eighties. So kind of makes sense. If you think about it. Yeah, it's like fucked up time. <laughs> it was. Anyway, all right. So. Do you want to know what happens if you stood with your head in a blowtorch for that long? Just in case, yes. I need to okay. know. Your, your brain would get burned off. Your scalp so, would be gone. <laughs> uh, you'd suffer a full thickness burn, affecting deeper layers and possibly exposing bone. You would experience blackened skin and severe blistering. One doctor interviewed theorized that Harry's skull could have melted off the top of his head. Oh, my God necrosis of the calivarium is possible which means that his skull would just start to die and rot and require a transplant honestly didn't know that like a skull could melt like what's the melting point of skull i don't know a but a doctor said it so i believe well, him. i guess I yeah know. i guess it i, I mean know. it no i'm with you i would imagine it would like burn and turn to ash before maybe because it's live bone people are like, cremated yeah it's like because it would... it's live bone and maybe there's like I don't fucking know. Yeah, there it's vascularized, and there's like, or maybe you know. that maybe the doctor was speaking in like hyperbole. Yeah, let's not worry about it too much. Or like trying to like convey something in layman terms. So it was smart of Harry to stick his head in the snow. Yeah, everyone agrees that was a good idea, but it probably would have caused him to go into shock. Oh. In real life. And like imagine his skull would be exposed or his his brains at that point would yeah. could be exposed. And then he puts his brains into the snow. Yeah, I mean, Talk also about brain freeze. Oh, oh, this podcast is done. We're done. It's over. <laughs> Drop that your was, mics. That was the best we ever could possibly hope to do. God, I felt like you were just like fucking waiting for that to happen. <laughs> oh, why don't you say put his brain in the snow? And I was like, oh, I'm getting it. I'm going to get that one. It's hanging. I'm getting it. That's mine. Low-hanging fruit. Oh, my gosh. Just for JP. My favorite. Tastes good. (laughs) It tastes good. Low-hanging fruit. So, next we have the Micro Machine Pratfall. Fuck you, Micro Machines. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I mean, again, a really just, like, brilliantly executed visual stunt, right? Like, the way they both slip in opposite directions. Oh, yeah. Legs up in the air. Flat on their backs. Just, Beautifully orchestrated. Oh, my gosh. Extremely. Just, it's excellent wire work. Excellent work by everyone involved. The micro machines, do they still make them? The, actually, know. you know what? I have no idea. I know my, my nephews have them, but they may be hand-me-downs. They're just little toy cars. Fucking loved. Cute. Loved micro machines. Yeah. Teeny. Anyway, when they fall, 
after the micro machine slip. Uh, it's just more of the same possible concussion, back injuries. They hurt their they, doctor yeah. says they need a bacchiotomy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doctor Nick says they need a bacchiotomy. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty hurt much. Their sacroiliac. <laughs> like at, at this at this point, like you really like they they just would be done. They would be so done. Like <laughs> they would not get up. No. Like they would be after they slipped on those micro machines and fell like flat on their backs. After- at- their age after all they've been through maybe not daniel stern but like fucking joe pesci is not getting up no. at that point he's like it looks like he's 50 in that like, <laughs> like and not in the greatest of shape it's like at a certain point you your your bones are more brittle and you know oh. i don't know his his brain got melted out he he can't function anymore <laughs> he's just he's just going through the motions he just got to get this kid so they get up after this and then what happens after it paint can to the face the paint oh, no. cans. so even though their faces are already broke well marv's face is definitely broken yep. so yeah uh, now harry gets to have his face broken yes so, <laughs> um so these these are semi-full paint cans that are swung down on rope from the top of the stairs god that would hurt so fucking bad oh it would do more than that Ugh. um most likely would have caused more concussions blunt force head trauma broken noses, skull fracture, brain bleeding, which could potentially lead to hemorrhagic stroke and death, severe damage to their teeth. So not just the one little gold tooth that oh, yeah. Harry loses, How but convenient. like... Say my but, tooth! My tooth! Where's my tooth? No, like their, their entire jaws would be smashed up. Their teeth would be everywhere. They would have required extensive oral surgery. Like, did you ever see a hockey player take a puck to the face? No. Be- oh like my... That. Like that. Yeah, like but that. worse. Like, the fucks to the face and like like eight teeth just Ugh. go flying like chipless. Ah. Oh my god. Ugh. That would have happened. Harry and Marv would have no teeth. No. At all left. Um, they also most likely would have been knocked out cold. Yeah. And would have long-term neurological damage as a result. So at this point, they're like it's like irreparable. The damage that they have suffered is like it's going to affect them for the rest if they even survive the night they're always going to be fucked up for the rest of their life because of this yeah they could likely be vegetable by the end of this but they're not and they keep going they're still running up those stairs yep so now we're going to skip forward to uh you know marv almost catches kevin and kevin throws a tarantula at marv and oh no the tarantula ends up on harry and then what I think is one of the worst parts of the movie where uh, Marv tries to kill the tarantula, which, I mean, I don't want to handle. crowbar. Yeah, with a crowbar. Um, I, you know, I don't love, I don't want to be around a tarantula, but I don't think you should murder them. No. So I thought this was pretty fucked up. Um, I and know, he could have yeah. taken the crowbar and like flicked it away. Not, but instead he decides he's going to smash his tarantula it's on top of Harry's chest. So of course, Swinging a crowbar down at full speed again. They both have brain damage at this point. True, (laughs) true. Harry probably would have suffered from broken ribs and possibly from internal bleeding or a punctured lung. God, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, it does physically like hurt whenever you watch that scene and he's like hitting him with the crowbar. Um, I know a a little tidbit about the tarantula scene is whenever uh, Marv like. Daniel Stern has it on his face um, and he does that scream like that really like funny so good. screechy scream. He's actually doing that like in they they ha- he's doing it silently. They do it in ADR later because he couldn't scream with the tarantula on his face because it would have like actually scared the real tarantula and like ma- the tarantula would have maybe ran away. So they had to he had to just like fake scream and then he like, you know. So in reality, this scene never would have happened. Yeah. The tarantula would have ran away. Well, they were just looking out for the tarantula. They're not trying yeah. to harm animals while filming the movie. Oh, well, that's nice of them. Yeah. But man, watching that them. scene as an adult, like, why is smashing it with a crowbar from top speed the only way you can think of to get rid of this tarantula? It's not. It's one. It's nonsensical. It completely. Fucking John Hughes. Ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So, oh, man, they're still going somehow. I don't um, understand. So at this point now, Kevin is ziplined to the treehouse and they're, they're going to this. Actually, this is I feel like this is one of the least believable parts, if you can imagine, because at this point, after everything they've gone through, plus even if none of it had happened to them, two men their age and in their like state of 
relative fitness, which is to say probably not very. <laughs> and, it's, and it was Harry's idea. Harry's like, yeah, we're going to hand over hand this rope all the way over to that treehouse. Like, that's going to work. Like, that's... Yeah. What the... I mean... No. What are no. they? Eight-year-olds like, or chimpanzees? His hand, his one hand horribly burned. They should have just gone down and outside and ran across the snow and well, up into the fucking treehouse. Remember, they were worried about more booby traps. That's they why. They taken her jackets off, used that as a, a slidey dealy. <gasps> oh, see? Oh, look at that. that. Yeah, that might have worked. Probably not, but... Well, instead, anyway. instead <laughs> they start going hand over hand. And so naturally, the obvious thing happens, which is Kevin cuts the rope. And so they fall humorously swinging down on the rope hitting the side of the house and falling on their backs into the snow so uh, more of the same falling injuries as before broken bones concussion and at this point there, there's zero chance they would have been able to get up and at this point would be critically injured just get them to the hospital stat yeah. call the medevac get yeah. them out of there your brain's bleeding your lungs punctured all your bones are broken you've had toxic several concussions your your skull is melted off your face is smashed to a million pieces you have no teeth you're never gonna eat you're gonna eat like forget eating through a straw you're gonna be like getting fed through a tube for months after this you're not even gonna get liquids (laughs) you're getting tubed so now we arrive at the final not technically a booby trap Got the shovel to the back of the head, courtesy of the neighbor whose name escapes me. The old man. Yeah, the old man. Um, the heroic old man. Yeah. So uh, this would most likely cause yet another blackout, concussion, and brain bleeding. And uh, there's no way they'd be able to walk out to the cop cars, as shown. At this point, they might even be dead. So um, one of the doctors that they were interviewing when they got to this one, the guy was like, after all of that, it was a shovel to the back of the head that finally, like, felled them. Like, <laughs> knocked them out after all of that. That's actually... I, I never fucking thought of it that way. Like... I'm ruining this movie for everybody. They went through all of the... Spoiler for a fucking 25-year-old long movie. What? A 30-year-old oh, movie? Yeah. If I if we spoil this... I mean, if you've all... It's your fault. It's whatever. Your fault. Sorry. It's not even that good of a movie, so who cares? Yeah. yeah you're still going to enjoy it just as much if yeah. you didn't know what was happening. But yeah, like the fact that they went through all of that and then they were actually taken out by the shovel, like something worked. It's like they were Rasputin, right? Like <laughs> Rasputin famously, uh, they like they shot him, they stabbed him, they tried to poison him, they rolled him up in a fucking carpet, they threw him in the river. Like it took them so many things to fucking kill this dude. <laughs> and that's what that's what Henry and uh, he, um sorry Harry and Marv are, and uh. I don't. I feel like Kevin shouldn't have been his own savior. He didn't really need the old man, but yeah. And also, I mean, well, so and I guess like in the worst part, well, not the worst. I mean, Kevin is a fucking sociopath. You said it before. Yeah, yeah. he's a sociopath, and the cops never, or the neighbor never, even like no one ever knows what Kevin did to these guys because, as far as the neighbor can tell. Kevin was chased into his house like Kevin was trying to get away from these bad guys. Nobody reported all of like the various screams and screeches. There's so many. Like, I guess oh, not. Screeches. Well, Everyone remember, was on vacation. Everyone's away for Christmas. No one's home. God, that rich ass fucking neighborhood. I, I hate them all. Eat the rich. Oh. Well, and then how about and then how about, you know, it's the end of the movie. And the, ne- the next morning, his mom comes home finally and he's cleaned everything up except for Buzz's room, apparently. But. Like all, the, yeah. like everything's cleaned up, and somehow the stairs aren't icy anymore. Kevin, my room. <laughs> that's so funny. He cleaned up. That's another tidbit that I totally forgot. He, the entire house, like, is cleaned like, up. Like this eight-year-old cleaned up the house. Sure, he, sure, he did. Buzz deserved it. That guy's a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. Oh, he's supposed to look out for your little brother. He tortured his little brother. Anyway, so that's um. All the bad shit that happens in Home Alone 1. Cool. Yeah. yeah. That's that's awesome. That's a lot of sick stuff. So, you know, these guys should have died, but they didn't. And they lived They lived to, to, to meet Kevin again in, in Home Alone 2. Lost in New York. <laughs> they lived. <laughs> they uh, rode again for the sequel. So we've all seen Home Alone 2. Yeah. One of Tim Curry's finest moments. So villainous, but not that villainous, but looks very villainous. I mean, let's, I love him. Let's be fair, though. He was correct to be suspicious about an 
a small boy checking into the plaza by himself. Yeah. Oh, he's an expert concierge. Now yes. that I'm older, I'm like, well, yeah, Tim Curry's like, he's only doing his due diligence. Yeah. And accompany minors. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those unaccompany minors. Oh. So Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. I know. Well, I, Justine consulted like medical professionals and articles. And I, of course, did this rogue. I did this like an ethnography. Oh, hmm. I, I watched the movie with my notebook and took notes and researched my notes. Oh, I like oh, you I, did much more work than I did. Well, I, I watched the movie I've seen 37 times. I don't think I, I work too hard, but I, I did do math at some point. Just just so you guys know, math happens. I, I'm so proud. Thank you. Thank you. This is my highest achievement in journalism. So the movie starts off with a very pointed scene of the full moon <laughs> mm. around the winter solstice. Oh, yeah. Sets the spooky mood of what is to happen. The magical time. First, I want to emphasize, we, Justine actually did not talk about this, although it's not very relevant for the first movie, that Uncle Frank is a fucking turd. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, he is. He's so mean. Like, I was just especially disturbed in Home Alone 2 that Kevin is reporting that Uncle Frank warned him not to walk in on him in the bathroom because he would never feel like a real man if he saw Uncle Frank in the nude. Yeah, that's like a weird quote. Don't talk about your dick to your nephew. That's a weird thing to do. Is this like a gay panic joke, kind of? Oh, no, I think it's just like a small dick panic joke or or like a big dick brag. Yeah. Oh, it's like if you see this... this this large penis. Like I, my dick is so big. Your dick will never match up to my gigantic dick. Oh my God. Which is a weird thing to say to your nephew. But yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of those jokes probably that was meant to go over the heads of kids. And so like the adults in the audience would be like, <laughs> oh yeah. John Dicks. Hughes was great at those because Christmas voca- vacation is like kind of meant for all fam all families, but there's definitely shit in there that I didn't get until I was way older. I don't know, but there's also still shit in there that was like super obviously inappropriate to a young child. Like you were yeah. like, you're like, that's naughty. In the <laughs> in the 80s stuff that was PG was yes, like, it was a very different time. PG movies you had swears in them, and nowadays and you cannot have swears and boobs in and PGs. boobs like Porky's. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, Porky's was not PG. I don't. Well, I no. saw it as a child. I probably should not have. No, that movie's awful. I'm pretty sure there's wieners in that movie. Anyway, let's keep going. Anyway, not about the 80s movies. So blah, blah, blah. Kevin, surprise, surprise, ends up separated from his family. What? Again? I know. Oh, yeah. man. I know. Can you believe it? Worst family. Does he get lost in New York? Oh, God. He gets it. lost at the airport. Well, yeah. Yeah. They so, go to Florida. He goes to New he York. Go, he go, yeah. As you do. So, of course... Like any sane nine-year-old, because this is only one year later, he commits credit card fraud and checks himself into the Plaza Hotel. Yeah, he gets it. He has his dad's wallet on him. Like yeah. he, he's holding his like that's like the plot devices. He's looking at in his dad's bag for batteries for his stupid talk boy, which is like product placement number one in this movie, which everybody wanted a talk boy. You know, I had one. Did you? Oh, yeah. <gasps> I coveted one. Oh, I yeah, never we had did, one. We didn't get one. Or my brother did and I stole it. Whatever. Yeah. And so that's how that's how he gets how he gets mixed up. And he sees a guy that looks like his dad. Yeah. And he he follows him onto a plane. So and then here here's some stupid commercial about party like a rock star at the Plaza Hotel or whatever. Yeah. And he and he goes there and he doesn't just check into a room. He checks into like a suite with a big bed just for me and a TV and a little refrigerator, which translates into a, a suite. That comes out to $1,100 a night. Oh, my God. Is this the math that you did? No. Well, this is some of the math I did, but this is not that much math. There's $1, more math. $1,100? Yes. And, or actually, right. with taxes and fees, $1,500 in 1992 money. Oh, my God. A oh, night? In New York City? Oh, yeah. Please. $1,100 a night? For, I yeah. mean, yeah. That's double. That's well, it over. is right around Christmas time, though. That's like... um. December like 23rd. Double what my monthly rent was in my first apartment. Well, he stayed there for, I don't know, two nights. <laughs> and His dad's going to be pissed. Hell yeah. And like the little sociopath that he is, he uh, charmingly and convincingly gets him his way into the room by himself with that whole little like 
baby little, oh, I'm just a little boy. I can barely reach the counter kind of bullshit. Yeah. Like the true sociopath that he is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like the ways that he outsmarts these adults is just like... He preys on them. He knows that they're going to believe he's an innocent little baby. And he's just like, I'm just so little. I couldn't do anything wrong. Yeah. Just little Kevin McAllister with my big blue wet eyes. Oh, let me pout at you. Mm. All right. So whatever. Blah, blah, blah. Movie, movie, movie. We're here for the violence, right? Violence. Shit. Yeah. All right. The disgusting stuff. So I'm not quite sure how Marv and Harry are even able to function after the first movie. They look great, though. A year later, they do. They they should still be in wheelchairs. (laughs) A a year doesn't seem like sufficient enough time to heal from those injuries. No. No. Albeit they were in prison, so probably... Free healthcare. True. Yeah. Actually, probably better healthcare than they would have had otherwise. Mm -hmm. But as the way the movie universe works, they end up in the same place and same time as Kevin McAllister again. Oh, my God. Coming into New York in a fish truck. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. How could this happen? (laughs) All right. So let's just see what happened to these guys through the course of the movie. Because they cross paths, blah, 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 blah. They end up in in a chase down in an abandoned, in a building that's being worked on yeah it's like kevin's construction tries, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kevin it's kevin's tries, uncle's building yeah he tries to find his uncle oh my uncle lives in new york he tries to find his uncle and it's like they're they're out. in paris uh, yeah they're in par- paris now this fucking rich ass family fuck them always yeah. going to the- they, they own a brownstone in manhattan and then they're christmasing wintering probably in, in paris, paris. Yeah. and the, the brother owns this massive uh new york i mean massive chicago suburbs uh mcmansion like mcmansion essentially yeah. Yeah. not even mcmansion just like a lovely home it's huge yeah, yeah it's big so head trauma alone in this movie should have put marv down yeah like permanently yeah okay i documented at least 10 incidents of significant head trauma Ten. of him just like falling great distances getting wonked in the head well that's just an nfl game that's fine yeah <laughs> And all of these incidents seem perfectly capable of causing concussions. And there's even a scene when Marv gets bonked in the head and you see him having double vision. Oh, yeah, that's not good. That's oh, definitely, shit. That's concussion. definitely a concussion. So oh, there's man. at least one pure 100% documented concussion. Oh, yeah. And the concussion, as we all know, is caused by the brain bouncing around in the skull. Boing, And Justine covered some of the effects of head trauma earlier. So you would think, but most people with a concussion, it's fine. However, this is more common if your brain isn't given time to heal and continuing a madcap caper like this after getting bonked in the head like 10 times, I do not think is giving your brain enough time to heal. Yeah, that's ill-advised. So so these bros are probably having post-concussion syndrome. (laughs) If y'all have seen the major motion picture film Concussion. With Will Smith. Yes. But maybe this helps to explain some of their actions. They they be concussed, but as we I think that explains some of their actions in the first movie. I mean, I think they're straight. still suffering from their concussions from the I, last movie. I concur. <laughs> I mean, so much. Marshall has like the iron scar on his head in the in the sequel. Oh, what? does he? A little bit. It's yeah, yeah. You can see like there's little lines on his forehead. That's some good continuity. <laughs> well, you notice that Harry still has the M in his hand from oh, the yeah. Alistair knob. Oh, I never noticed either of those things. That's some excellent. I, I do remember the hand because he's like he's homework. like fucking bitter about oh, it. I think he does like a whole oh. look at my M hand. Yeah, I'm gonna fucking kill this kid. Why M does Marv is for murder? Why are they the sticky bandits? Why does Marv have that sticky shit on his hand? Because he's an idiot. And he just wants to come up with like a that's a never catchphrase. Like, that's never like explain what that sticky stuff is on his hand. No, what? Well, yeah, sticky I think cast. it's just I think it's just tape. Yeah, it's like it's so two sided tape. He sticks it in the Salvation Army thing. Whatever, steal from them. They're terrible. True. True. They're a bad charity. Don't don't contribute to them. All right. Well, what about whenever they're at the skating rink and he has a sticky bandit thing and he's just taking like the scarves he and the hats does, and the yeah, gloves. He takes the little kid's mittens. Like, <laughs> and that scarf probably has mucus all over it because that's what scarves be having in the wintertime. You could be stealing a lady's Burberry scarf. They're so expensive. Hawk that shit. Yeah. So... There's their shenanigans. They get into shenanigans. So Marv pulls the big rack with the paint cans on top of himself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then he gets it like all over his face. Yep. 
Oh, he's like covered in paint. Yeah. So he he probably ingests some of the paint. Ugh. And I was kind of curious if it would be toxic if you were in, you know, imbibing paint at that point in time. Mm-hmm. And I think in the 90s, there was no longer lead-based paint. No. Yeah. However, if the paints contain uh, cadmium or cobalt, they could. It, it could be toxic. Yeah. But cat- I think it was like a gray paint, which probably was not cadmium or it, cobalt. Oh, cadmium's in, in like orangey reds and cobalt's it's blues. Blue blues, yeah. But I mean, paint, I mean, that's still, it's not good to ingest. No, like, I regardless. mean. No, it definitely can make you sick. Like, it Latex. definitely can make you like puke. Okay. To be fair. To be, to be fair. fair. I think with all the concussions and the paint eating, they really missed an opportunity to do some cheap puke jokes in this movie. Mm. I really think there should have been some more vomiting. Oh, yeah. There really are. There aren't. was no vomiting. And I think so a little vomiting is merited. All right. That's my opinion. Keep that note for the reboot. You know it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so Marv, he's, he's covered in this paint and he goes to wash the paint off himself. And of course, Kevin the sick little twisted fuck that he is mm-hmm. he somehow tricked out the sink to be like in electro mode <laughs> oh no <laughs> so he goes to turn on the sink and he done gets electrocuted yeah the, uh. that's what always blew my mind about the second one is like he doesn't ever he didn't live in this house but so how yet, do you do all this stuff yeah and the electricity is on yeah you well i guess they were doing repair work on it it wasn't abandoned yeah, it's like, getting remodeled. Heavy but, metal. But usually, like, well, heavy renovations. Let's not think too deeply on this. Yeah. <sighs> I know. I just, like, fucking... Because, I mean, so mad. in the electrocution scene, it's, like, the comical... You see a skull... Oh, and yeah, then his hair yeah. all frizzes off. Yeah. Yes, Iconic. Yes. The, that's like on the poster. The yeah, yeah. That's, that's one of the classic things. It's like the, oh, with your hands on your face for the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Now, if you were to really be electroshocked, the common injuries include, for something like this, uh, you can have amputations, Ugh. burns, heart damage slash arrhythmia, brain and nerve damage, which they probably already have tons of brain damage. <laughs> Uh, hearing loss you can have a seizure go into respiratory failure have a spinal injury develop cataracts and a loss of kidney function he definitely would have pissed himself he probably would have pissed himself well he probably just would have like been passed out in a puddle on a basement floor i imagine oh my basically when you get electrocuted it's like you're like that much electricity you're yeah, like just tissues just become dead. They're just yeah. Oh, necrotic. like I would imagine, like um, oh, have you ever guys? I think it was at the Green Mile. There's like some Stephen King book that like describes in detail someone getting electrocuted, like for oh, the like for the yeah. electric chair, like in the electric chair. Oh, yeah. it's fucking disgusting. Yeah, yeah. Like, eyeballs the eyeballs burst. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the eyeballs bursting and like uh, yeah, that's what a, I imagine. Yeah, it's a very oh, we definitely sh- have we talked about that. Well, they did it on the last podcast on the left. I know that. But it's very disgusting. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, they shave your head and they just have to get just the right amount of wet to, like, melt your brain enough. Yeah. And in the book, they did, like, the the one guy was so sadistic, he didn't, like, put the wet sponge on. Oh, he, yeah. Like, so fried he, the guy. Yeah. Oh. oh, it was terrible. Oh, so that was so fucked up. Stephen King, you're Stephen the Stephen King is fucked up. But I yeah. think the eyeballs bursting is is my least that's, favorite part. That's what I was, that's what I was thinking of. Ooh. With the eyeballs bursting, yes. Eyeball stuff. And, yeah, and, like. And like melting down the face. So, so I don't know. I don't know if Marv's electrocution would have been eyeball meltingly bad. Yeah, but uh, but that's gross, and that's the thing that can happen when you get electrocuted. Yeah, Yeah. melt your eyeballs. All right. Mm. (sighs) All right. Oh, I'm getting to my math. (laughs) I'm so excited for my math. So, what about Harry? What's Harry doing? Yeah, what is Joe Pesci up to? What's he do? He does not seem to have as bad of a time as as Marv is having. However, Harry does suffer the very first prank. Yeah, sure, we'll call it a prank. Although oh, yeah. I think it's it's a lot worse than a prank. Mm. He does get a couple of good blows to the head, but he had a really, really good fall. The very first thing was after Kevin catches them in the toy store and he throws the uh, brick through the window. Oh, yeah. And so they come out and he has this little catapult rigged up. Yeah. And so Harry is standing on the thing and then Marv comes in, boom, flings him up into the air. And he's catapulted high enough into the air to crush the roof of a car. Wow. Now, uh, based on consumer reports, the roof of a car needs to be... <laughs> consumer reports, fuck off! 
<laughs> Sorry, keep going. The roof of a car needs to be strong enough to withstand 1.5 times the vehicle's weight. Uh, 1992 sedan, and it just looked like a standard sedan. I love that you did this research. I can't believe that you did this. This is amazing. It's so it's, good. You should publish this. Like you should like write this up and publish it later. <laughs> get, Kids pay- will be citing me. Get paid. Get paid. Yeah, man. So uh, a 1992 sedan weighs about 3,500 pounds. And the force of impact was at least 5,000 pounds because he mm. crushed it. And the OSHA fall limits are about 18,000 pounds of force. A fall greater than this can result in internal bleeding, damage, inter- like internal organ damage, or death. And so he's like almost three times the recommended limit of a fall. <laughs> Like oh, of I, being able to live. Wait, he you would said have been eight, smushed. Eighteen thousand or eighteen hundred. Eighteen hundred. If okay, I said eighteen thousand, I spoke wrong. Okay, now I get it. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel like that's yeah. Wow. So he would have been he would have been crushed from the get go. <laughs> right. Yeah. He would have right. just been there, crushed and smooshed. It's basically like you if you jumped off a tall building. Yeah. Ugh. But Harry keeps going. Mm. So of course he lights his head on fire. Again. Again. So I have to admit, like, I've seen Home Alone 2, and I really liked it, but it's been a long time, so this is all, this is a journey for me. Harry gets his, see, I forgot, Harry got his head lit on fire twice Yeah, again. he gets his goddamn mm-hmm. head lit on fire, so oh the same. God. It's his thing, it's a bit. Same Sequels. shit as before, with, with the brain melting, the skull melting, bad Just juju. more, more of the same. He does not have a snowbank, though, to put his head out in. Ah, fuck. Oh, Oh, yeah. But but lucky for him, there's a toilet that he can put his head in. Perfect. Oh, yeah, that's right. He puts his head in the shitter. But of course, Kevin fills the toilet with something flammable. (gasps) Kerosene. Yeah. To be seen again later. Yeah, this is this movie was where I first learned what kerosene was. I didn't know what kerosene it was until I watched this movie. Kevin, really? Kevin's like extra sociopathic in this movie. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, then it goes kaboom. Yeah. And, uh, there's going to be more of a burn situation on top of having a burnt head. I imagine <laughs> oh! the whole building actually goes down and this all ends because there is a basement fire because... He's not being very respectful of his uh, uncle's house. He does not want to get got by these bad guys. Like, but also, why is there a gigantic hole in his uncle's, like, floor? Yeah, I don't know what kind of project they're doing that requires there to be like, no floor. super elevator. gutting it. Yeah, maybe they're putting in an elevator. Oh, okay. Removing the stairs. I guess so. They're not major renovations. Yeah, they're not just redecorating. They are literally like Like ripping everything out. Yeah, they're what's? Oh my god, they're they've got the fucking property brothers in there. (laughs) Chip and Joanna Gaines just don't know what to do. All right. (laughs) So yeah, Harry and Mar fall through this floor. Very bad. Everyone hates it except Kevin. He loves it. (laughs) He's having a great old time. He's like, yes. So they. They come to the end of their chase inside the house. Yeah. So moving on, we get to the end of the chase where we meet up with Kevin's uh, pal, the pigeon lady. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the pigeon lady. This is the stand-in for the old man in sure, the first sure, yeah. Sure, yeah. So it's fine. Be a bird lady. Feed the birds. Love the birds. Feed the birds. <laughs> but Kevin definitely mentions that her clothes are covered in bird poop. Oh yeah, and they she are. lives with the birds in her little I don't know where she live above the symphony or something. Yeah, she's like I oh, can't yeah. figure it out exactly. She like okay, she hangs on Central Park at during the day and then at nighttime she like li- yeah, lives in the attic of the fucking like New York Philharmonic or whatever. Yeah, so <laughs> I don't know. It's fine, but she's that's also pretty gross. So exposure to all of this bird poop. She and looks like Susan Boyle. She does. That's who she looks like. I was like, I also thought she looked like if Mrs. Doubtfire was actually a lady. Yeah. And she's also Scottish or she's Irish or whatever. Yeah. She has an accent. Yeah. So living amongst all of this bird poop and not this special kind of fancy bird poop as we've discussed in a previous episode. Oh, yeah, sure. Not sanitized for your Yeah, nothing you want to rub all over your no, face. No, this is just walking around covered in pigeon shit all the time. Yeah. Oh, uh, God. You're exposed to several different diseases, including cryptococcus, uh, a fungus disease that can cause meningitis in vulnerable people, <laughs> salmonella. Uh, pigeon shit's awful. Histoplasmosis, another fun fungus that affects your lungs. And cytokosis which can cause fever headache rash chills and pneumonia 
So she's covered in pigeon shit and hanging out in the park all day. But she seems pretty, pretty hardy. Yeah. You shouldn't really be breathing in all that pigeon, all that spores from the pigeon shit. No, because she's covered in it and then she's sleeping in it. She's just, I don't recommend this lifestyle. But lucky for Harry and Marv, even though at the end of the scene, Harry and Marv are, in fact, quite sticky. The sticky bandits. The sticky bandits. I don't know exactly what Kevin gets them covered in. I forget. Did they get tarred? Again, I don't know. They're covered in something fucking sticky. So, hmm. so pigeon lady, she covers them in bird seed. Yeah, sure. yeah. Oh, the yeah. Birds fucking attack. Ah. And then the, the birds attack. <laughs> oh no. But a pleasant thing that I learned is that actually, if you get attacked by pigeons, they they don't have the same kind of beaks that would cause pain if they bit you. They don't have like a parrot like beak. Yeah. Mm. So it's just probably extremely unpleasant to have a pigeon eating bird seed off of you. But uh. This is probably the least kind of torture that they've gone through. I actually just learned this just the other day. The Virgo and I were talking about this. Pigeons have soft beaks. Yeah, like, like not bendy? so bad. Yes. Oh, and it probably felt like being tickled. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't so bad. It was mostly just the disease part of it, of the yeah. pigeon that's gross. Well, yeah, all the shit. Well, let's imagine they were probably being shit all over while this was happening. Yeah, yeah, they're getting shit and on. And at least some of it got in their mouths, probably. <laughs> yeah, they probably got bird poop yeah, in their mouth. Yeah, for sure. So, and then they get arrested because... Now they call 911 mm-hmm. after he has his whole like little sociopathic moment. So I think this whole movie, this whole concept, this is all sick. And Kevin is a sick fuck. And these guys are sick fucks for just chasing this kid. They're not even trying to get any money at this point. They just want to hurt this kid. Oh, yeah, they want to murder the shit out of him. The si- and- yeah, that's the sickest thing of this, these two movies is that Kevin is is sick in yep. the head. He's sick fuck. Like, instead of calling the cops and being like, these, you know, these burglars are coming after me, please come. He, like, devises these fucking labyrinth of booby traps you know this rube goldberg nightmare of death and then he does it again and yeah in in harry and marv just get so fixated that's their downfall it's like hamlet they get so fixated mm. that they uh it's their albatross they could have had the money and just got away but no mm-hmm. no 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 they gotta kill kevin they gotta kill him but they they rescue the money for the for the right port- for the kids. Yeah, yeah. in the yeah. end. Okay, good. In the end is, there's, of course, is a good ending. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, you know, it's the 90s. Everything had a happy ending. Yeah. But the sickest thing for me, even it's it's Kevin's unrelenting need for, for vengeance and violence. Yeah. That is punctuated by his taunt to the sticky bandits, which <laughs> is, do you give up? Have you had enough pain? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this is coming from a nine-year-old. Yeah, in the I'm first scared. one, he's like, are you giving up or are you thirsty for more? <laughs> because he's the, 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 the wet bandits in the first one. Yeah. Well, and I think we'll remember, too, he's like, uh, he enjoys watching inappropriate gangster movies. Oh, yeah. And I guess also, that's a good and point. Also, it also sounds like something that you hear in like a video game. The inappropriate gangster movies are my favorite part oh, of yeah. both of those. Like uh, I Angels with what? Filthy souls? I could smell you getting off the elephant. Angels with filthier souls. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. So, yes, thanks for yeah. the walk down nostalgia lane. And uh, that was that was pretty gross. And we, we all agree that Kevin should go to military school or some yes. shit and just. <laughs> oh my God, he is not. He's I don't think he's gonna be able to be a productive member of society. He needs to be or he's going to turn into like a Patrick Bateman type. Yeah. Person. My He'll probably God. Be very successful. Oh, yeah. He probably ended, he probably ended up. He, he turned up- into Jordan Balfort. He probably ended up at Goldman Sachs. Yeah, exactly. Oh, is that what you meant? That, yeah. that reference went over my yeah, head. Yeah, that was the Wolf of Wall Street guy who like oh. conned so many people. I have seen that movie, but I don't remember anyone's names. That's fine. I watched The Irishman and it was like so like Scorsese fucking like Snorfest for real. Yeah. Like why are, why are his movies all like three and a half hours long? It's so unnecessary. He's so bloated. Mm. You know what other, sorry to go on a tangent, but my sickest thing in a week in a good way. Should we go into that anyway? Yeah. We're there. All We're there. Let's go. You're driving the car. Cool. Because my sickest thing of the week in a good way is like, I, uh, my, the movies that are good that I've been, that I've watched recently are on Amazon Prime or Britney Runs a Marathon. Has, it oh, has, so good. Did you watch it too? I loved it. It yeah. was so good. Um, it is Jillian from Workaholics. Mm-hmm. I love her. She's so funny. But yeah, that was a great one. And I also watched um, Late Night. 
Oh, that was so good too. Yeah. Oh, you watched it too. It's so good, Jamie. So I'm so glad you did. You, uh, but that's mi- the, written by Mindy Kaling, and it has like the goddess Emma Thompson. Mindy Kaling can do no wrong, man. <laughs> really, she's so good. She's so clever, and uh, there's so many good actors in that. Like so many, like a lot of really good people in there. And uh, so yeah. Uh, and also, I watched Hustlers today, which was Ooh, also I want to see that. that. Was yeah, it good? that was good. Oh, good, and, good, good. Uh, so it was just like I was so happy because like all. All three of these movies are like very female centered and, you know, either have female leads or written, written by women um, uh, or both. Have you seen Booksmart? No, I need okay. to watch it. I know. Okay. Yes, please. You're going to talk about. I know. I'm going to love it. Talk about amazing. Directed by Olivia Wilde. Wilde. Yeah. Um, Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Dever. Like, Beanie so, who's nominated for Gold yes, Globe. Yes, yes, yes. Booksmart was so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Did Hustler get, Hustlers get nominated for anything? Yes. Uh, I think uh, J-Lo uh, might have gotten nominated. Not that I've seen it, but from what I've heard, like. JLo at least deserves. Yeah, it definitely got a nom or at least a nom. I think more than one. We can look into it later. But uh, but yeah, so that uh, you guys got a sickest thing of the week in a good way. I do. You guys are going to love this. What is it? So it just happened to me today. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're doing a little bit of a secret Santa thing at work. Opt in, of course. It's not mandatory secret Santa. And I don't I don't yet know who my secret Santa is. It's been giving me um, little gifties this week. But the gift that I received today was actually a gift for Rowdy. Oh, your cat. And it was, well, so first of all, the, the gift bag, it said, I don't think this person knows my cat's name, just said for my cat. So this person doesn't know me super well. And, but it said for Justine's cat on the back. And inside was a bottle of Pinot Meow. Oh, the cat wine. It's liquid catnip. That's so, so cute. So it's wine for your cat. Have you given it to him yet? Not yet. I just got it today and oh. I literally came. I like went home, got my shit and came here. I can't so. wait to hear if he likes it. Yeah. Same. Oh, well, don't worry. That's going on the gram. Like, oh, that's so cute. I, but I like was so excited. Like I had been in a meeting. I came back to my desk. The bag was sitting on my desk and I just like I opened and I just like lost my shit I'm like this is the best thing anyone's ever given to me ever yeah I can't wait to find out who my secret Santa is I'm so that's such a good secret Santa I know I know that's awesome yeah so JB sickest thing that we can get you don't have anything um, I'm working retail during the holidays. There's nothing in a good way. Hey, you- I know, I know. Uh, I got something for you. I this is gonna be yours. Oh, for me? Yeah. I, it's 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 what everybody loves right now. It's the hottest Christmas item of the year. Is Baby Yoda? I uh, guess yeah. Baby Yoda. The, he's he's the hottest meme and everything. And, he is the and hottest. He's the meme. cutest thing. And, and I can't uh, even with Baby Yoda. Can't even with Baby Yoda. And and uh, I don't even care that it's the most popular thing in the world right Doesn't now. Doesn't matter. Sometimes it's nice to just enjoy whatever's popular and just uh just ride. The it's too zeitgeist. fucking cute. It's joyful. Ride that zeitgeist, man. So, he's so cute. I um. I watched all the YouTube clips of Baby Yoda, and he he is or she who they they, they yeah. are they refer to it as he in mm. the show but, mm. I think, but yeah, it's that that baby is definitely not like this is my gender identity. The baby has it's, not it's a, uh, it's a baby. Yeah, the baby can't talk. Spoiler alert: the baby hasn't said any words yet. Anyway, but yeah, Baby Yoda is the sickest thing of the week in a good way. I just mm. recently subscribed to Disney Plus, so I'm looking forward to watching this Baby Yoda show and seeing yeah. him in action. You will literally like I literally like, squeal and like I, I'm just like, ah, he's so cute. like when he's on screen. I love his little eyes. His little yeah. face. Giant ears little and hands. big eyes and little hands. And he's just so little when he walks around. You're just like, I can't even. He's just like waddling around and oh. Sipping on little cups of things. The little cup. Oh, my God. The little cup. Like, fuck off. Like, it's so cute. It's so fun. Fuck off. It's so <laughs> it's so funny because I think that, like, you know, you think about all the other, like, things like that that Star Wars has tried to pull off over the years and mostly fails. Like, Ewoks. Yeah. Generally considered a failure. Jar Jar definitely considered a failure. That's because fucking dumb dumb George Lucas was at the helm of it back then. And now it's been bought by Disney. So you get to have it gets to be in the capable they know, hands. They know how of to John do it. Well, yeah, but also, but then you like fast forward the porgs. I loved the porgs. Oh, yeah, they're very cute. The too. porgs were awesome. Yeah. So 
They are getting better at it. You're I, right. It's a Disney property now. They know how to do it. Yeah, I do like the way that people who grew up on 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 Star Wars are now the ones that get to make Star Wars. So they make it like in their own image of what they remember as the best parts of it, not like stupid George Lucas's idea of Jar Jar Binks in like Senate meetings. Like who the fuck? Like okay, sorry this turned into like a Star Wars rant, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> George Lucas is stupid. Anyway. Um, anyway, on that note. On that note, link in bio. All right. Well, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, perhaps you might like to hit the subscribe button on whatever podcasting interface you happen to be using. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and, you know, all the good ones. And if you want to throw us a five-star rate and review, that would also be super, super sick in a good way. You can also get us on Twitter at that sick pod or on Instagram at that sick podcast. And you can shoot us an email at that's.sick.podcast at gmail.com. Sweet. So until next time, don't rob Kevin McAllister's house because that's, that's sick. Hey, everyone. It's Justine. I wanted to give you a heads up that that's sick will be on Christmas break for the next two weeks. So. Have very happy holidays and we'll see you again in 2020.